0: Greetings, good morning, everyone. I'd like to uh, greet everyone Rabbi, this morning.
1: In the name of the
0: to the universal greetings all of Prophet. Adam. To
1: the prophets. Adam,
0: Abraham, 440, he said, he
1: from the listed, but my
0: Moses, the receiver of the law, he said peace. David, Almighty the receiver of the song, he said peace. Jesus, the Christ, he said peace. And Muhammad, the receiver of the Quran, he said peace. And we're still looking for that universal peace that the world can't seem to give. My fellow Belizeans, I know this is the holidays and everyone is celebrating. Some of you might have been out brahming last night, (coughs) having a good time and well-deserved rest. But we cannot keep our eyes off the target. The fact that even as we celebrate and we enjoy ourselves in this fifth moment, in this era of all, in this era of all the things that we see occurring in the world. We have to be cognizant of our little country and what's happening to it. Our country, my friends, my fellow Belizeans, is in a crisis. Make no mistake about it. That country is in need of some serious, serious, serious help. Not only from within from without. And when I say from without, I'm speaking directly from the in living in a diaspora. And for too long, we've allowed ourselves to be divided, to be pitted against each other, to to, to be stereotyped based on inconclusive arguments or statements. It's time for Belize to unite with its diaspora and recognize that as a country, we cannot exist going forward without a diaspora. We need to have the unity and bridge that gap. And it sounds kind of counterintuitive for me to be saying that we need to bridge that gap. We, after all, we're all believing, but unfortunately we're divided along petty, partisan political lines, red or blue. Well, I'm here to tell you, no one will tell me who to be friends with or who I can't have a discussion with or a discourse with. Because at the end of the day, we're all believing. And Yes, we can have like a, uh, differences as far as philosophy, intellectual differences, but I'll tell you this. It doesn't matter when it comes to the national development and the economic security of a country. We have to have one commonality. That's a fact. We cannot be... It, if, 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 if the idea is good, if this is well thought out and, and grounded in... in in rational thought and everything, then we should support it. We should not, our support should not be contingent or conditional based on, oh, well, well, because it's not for my party or it's not for my particular political persuasion, then we, we they're not to support it. That is part of what is robbing us of our identity as a people because we allow ourselves to be divided along petty partisan lines while those who sit back and manipulate us just laugh because they know that we won't try to change the condition because we're too busy just fighting amongst ourselves over, over over, over, things that really are very trivial. Now, this matter of dual citizenship is a very, very important issue today. And last week, Brother Bilal and I, um, we kind of touched on the, just the tip of the iceberg of what entails about the diaspora and the involvement of the diaspora as it relates to our dual citizenship. So today, um, before I introduce my my three guests, um, who these brothers are well versed in, you know, in all aspects, of, you know, this particular issue. But before I introduce them, let me just continue to to uh, explain to you the need and the importance for us to have a commonality as it relates to the development of the league. Oftentimes, we get to the point where Belizeans view belief based on a particular camp or based on a particular persuasion, and because of this view, this convoluted view of how we view our nation, you know, we we miss out on 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 being on being the kind of and bring, sorry, and bring the kind of development that we can bring to our country because um, we don't want to be like those people who who balkanize each other because of a color, red or blue, or balkanize each other because the idea is not stemming from whom you believe it should come from. Look, no one should root or should cheer for any leader who believes to fail because that's counterintuitive. If you were... Caring for a particular leader to fail or for a, for a particular leader to have, um, to be discouraged to do what is right for the nation, then you know what? Then you're part of the problem. You're not helping because, you know, we should we should pray that our leaders do the right thing and support and coordinate policies that can lead to long-term development and sustainable growth. We should not sit back and say, oh, well, because that leader is, I didn't vote for him or because that leader is not part of my particular political allegiance, That I'm going to hope that everything he does is fail. I mean, how silly is that? Because at the end of the day, who, are, who exactly are you hurting when you do something like that? You're certainly not hurting the leader because, you know, we're only hurting ourselves because we are pigeonholing ourselves into a particular camp, and we leave, we leave ourselves open for exploitation and for manipulation by clever, corrupt, liar politicians who are career-minded and know that all they have to do is just you know, tell you what you want to hear, but not what you need to hear. Because they're not going to educate you on the need for you to, to, to be aware of policies that will affect you. They will continue to manipulate you because that's how they get their power, and that's what they're there for. They're there to win elections, not to... Not to Implement any policies that we want, but I think to, in order for us to fully understand religion society, we need to look at it within the context of the British colonial system and experience. A system that, I core was based on discrimination, uh, colonial, a colonial system was based on discrimination, racism, sexism, and the, the denial of individual rights. and well believe like many countries that had you know had in common you know that had that had this history of colonialism you know at the time before independence we had the you know we had as a product of that of that of that experience and reflected at the time of the independence was were these simmering social tensions sharp class divisions a very small and highly privileged elite elite really that were the beneficiary of colonialism of that colonialism and that system of economic imperialistic exploitation. And also, what we continue to see is tremendous poverty and a dangerous gaps between the have and the have-nots. So these are all you know, in this cauldron of simmering with our experience in the region So we, you know, so within this, there's always going to be this individual social tension. Then we have a We have this citizen of privilege who have this, like Dr. Jerome Strong says, has this mentality where they, you know, this gatekeeper mentality where if it's not stemming from them, if it's not coming from the elite, then not viable. Anything that's not coming from. So in other words, for them, they believe that the policy should flow up uh, top-heavy, top-down, not from bottom-up. So they're not going to, so mass demands is not going to budge. But Jim to move, you know. So we believe it's a classic example of elite opinion drives in mass opinion. And so, my friends, today we're going to talk about how we can educate ourselves on... Hello. Brother, I'm online.
2: Hello. Hi.
3: Really.
0: My, my My fellow listeners, I think I've temporarily got cut off there for a minute, but um sorry about that technical difficulty, but as I was saying, um, we're going to discuss the issue of dual citizenship and the diaspora and how we can incorporate our abilities with those of the ones in the, in, in, in beliefs. I think one of the things that we always that I've always seen and I saw after the show last week was that there's this excusing. Like Glenn Tillett, my friend, like to say that there is this divide that is very serious and it needs to be addressed and it has to be, and, and, and we need to get rid of these stereotypes that we have of each other. Because, you know, this is only going to make us continue to have this divisive attitude towards each other. Now, when I first decided that I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, frame it around the, the you know the idea of Yolanda Chakran. People are like, oh gee, you know. Immediately, people started to the camps and thinking, oh well, you're bringing on, the, you know, you're going to talk about her. You know, they immediately they start framing it in their minds along the lines of TUP or UDP. And I'm thinking to myself, um, okay, the reason why Yolanda Shakaran is important in this particular discussion is because of what she represents for us living in the diaspora. Of the was a woman who, essentially, for all practical purposes, has free citizenship. She was born to Belizean parents in Guatemala, so that makes her a Guatemalan citizen. Came a naturalized U.S. citizen by her parents at the age of 15, so that makes her an American citizen. Right? And so, but, so she carried Belizean, she has, she carries Belizean uh, citizenship, Guatemalan citizenship, and American citizenship. But, Lo and behold, the ones that people are more concerned about, the, citizen, the citizenship that individuals seem to be uh, up in arms over, is her American citizenship. And bear in mind, this woman, you know, by her own admission, received an American citizenship when she was 15 years old. She's not even an adult, so she never traveled with that on, as, a, as an adult. So, by all, for all intents and purposes, this woman should have been good to go, but... For us living out here in, in the diaspora we cannot participate in electoral politics or, or, as such you believe because they're saying that our allegiance is questioned, our allegiance is suspect and our allegiance is should be should be viewed with, with, with very 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 suspicious eyes. no and we talking about allegiance such as myself and many others who live out here that's how they want us that's how they're saying to view us now. Um, Ms. Chakran like I said was, was supposed to be The standard bearer Or at least wanted to be for, To hide the vacated seat But because of this Duality in her in her, in her in her citizenship status She was denied She was denied it no, I, Again this, is, this has nothing to do with PUP or UDP or It has nothing to do with the fact That we talk about parties It has to do with it The principle of how, you know, this woman was denied, and how the fact that our our hypocrisy as it relates to dual citizenship. Because we we're not even concerned with our Guatemalan citizenship. And even if you denounce, okay, even if you denounce your Guatemalan citizenship, there's nowhere in the Guatemalan constitution where they accept your denouncement. So once a Guatemalan, you're always a Guatemalan. So that's only ceremonial. So you say you denounce. So so if you told me you swear that you denounce that. I, I can't see in your heart. So you're saying that you, you're good to go because you said, you know, theoretically you didn't know something. And another thing is, as Belizeans, our Belizeans, the sad part about it is our children has more has more rights than us in Belize. You know, I mean, just imagine that. So these are all some of the things that we're going to discuss. I have joining me would be um, some very distinguished gentlemen who are you know who have been at the forefront of this issue for um, for some time now, and now they have a forum to discuss it. Um, I'll be talking to Joseph Guerrero, who is the founder of Belizean, um, um, the founder, Belizean yeah. Society and composer of authors and publisher. Um, that is a corporation which which he which he, uh, which he seeks to do justice for believing creators by lightning establishments which use their work. In the course of doing business, also, um, uh, she's also a member of the Garifinal Council, and uh, he's a director at health for the United Garifinal Association Incorporated.
3: And in his day-to-day
0: life, he's a practicing nurse. But so, he's also a very... Hello, brother please state you know,
1: your name after the tone, and Google Voice
2: will try to connect to, you.
0: And who, you know, the... You know, the... diaphragm and... and, and, and the, yeah. I'm also going to be joined by, I'm also going to be joined by Wellington Ramos, who is uh, coming, coming out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. He's uh, also a uh, long-term activist, long-term activist in, in... The
4: Google subscriber you have called is not available. Please leave a message after the tone.
0: Pardon me for a second, listeners. I seem to be having my share of technical dis difficulties uh, this, difficulty this
3: morning. I'm on the line right now.
2: Yeah, I, I'm on the line to Wellington.
3: Okay. All right. You,
0: you, are you brothers. Are you, can you brothers hear me? Yes, yes I, I can, can hear you. Hear you. you All right. Great. Great. Okay. I was just wondering for a minute. Um. Okay. So. Um, also, I have Wellington Ramos, who is an adjunct professor from New York City, and an activist in a, with, within the cause of Belizean people uh, in the diaspora, and I'll also be joined by Mr. Arthur Saldiva, who is the standard bearer for the Belize World North. He just won the convention. Um, he's also, this gentleman is also a practicing attorney in Belize City, and he's also uh, by color so he has lived in the United States for a period of time, and he was one of the, one of the reasons why I asked Arthur to join us was because he was one of the chief i wouldn't say chief but he was one of the vocal supporters um, uh, uh, dissenters against the seventh Amendment when it was introduced now he was uh, he was one of the you know the people who was vocally against uh, you know Dual citizenship participating in, in in Belize electoral politics. Electoral politics. And before I bring before I uh, invite these gentlemen with questioning, I just want to say that this issue uh, in 1981 we were all according to the Belize Constitution we were all denied our citizenship right as a dual citizen. We were we were denied Belizean citizenship. Once you had an American citizenship, you were you were you were. You were expelled from having a belief citizenship. It wasn't until 1985 when Mr. Escazella introduced it back and we, were, we had the ability to become um, dual citizens again. That is to say, if you have an American passport or have an American citizenship, you can still be a Belizean. You can still have a Belizean citizenship and carry a Belizean passport. Now, gentlemen, uh, Wellington, good day. How are you doing this morning, brother?
3: I'm doing fine. Very good. Excellent. To
0: brother Joseph. Everything is all right with you.
3: Excellent. Excellent.
0: Okay. Before we get started, let me just uh, let me just tell the, 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 you know the, um, my audience. My name is Hubert Piperberg, and um, this is we are we discussing the issue of dual citizenship, and uh, we're using Yolanda Charones as an example of how the, the hypocrisy surrounding this particular issue. I'm joined by Wellington Ramos out of Brooklyn, New York. And um
2: uh Joseph Guerrero
0: out of uh or somewhere out of uh, Philadelphia, right? Joseph, where exactly are you out of Pennsylvania? Uh,
2: actually I'm in uh York, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour York? out of out of uh Philly, okay. yeah. Okay, great. All right. So Wellington,
0: so in your in your estimation,
2: what seems to be the main
3: issue so long as the structure run controversy as far as the citizenship is concerned? The main issue is that once you are born in a country, you are a citizen of the country. Um, The only way you can lose that citizenship is if there is a law that, say, if you become a citizen of another country, you lose your citizenship automatically, or there is a renunciation of citizenship provision which you decided to participate in by asking the government to give you a form to, to fill out saying that you no longer want to be a citizen of the country now the problem is the way the united states has been going over the years which most Belizeans are citizens of if you become a naturalized citizen of the united states and you commit certain crimes here in the united states they're going to revoke your citizenship and they're going to send you back to your country of birth, and that is Belize. So with all that said, anybody that is advocating that the Belizeans lose their citizenship because they became citizens of another country, they're crazy. Another thing is Belize cannot survive without the Belizeans that live in the United States of America because of the amount of money that they provide to their relatives back home. And even the security of Belize is dependent on Belizeans who live in the United States. For example, I can tell you this for a fact. We have more Belizeans here who have served in the armed services that are willing to go and fight for their country if Guatemala was to attack Belize. And many of those people who are making laws and speaking on behalf of Belize have never served anything. All they do is talk. So this is the reason why we need to have not only grant Belizeans that live abroad their citizenship rights, but we need to have a program so that they can be involved in the defence, economic development and security of Belize. That's where I stand. Yeah. All right,
0: uh, Joseph, um you know, one of the issues that we, we had with um you know, in,
3: in, in light of the,
0: the, the recent ruling that we had in KMN, right, where Tara I believe Tara Rivers or did, who was under similar circumstances with the question of um, um, dual citizenship and denial? The, you know, they challenged it, and the, the the Cayman Supreme Court ruled that that um that he's good to go now. That, that, that you know that it, that's foolishness about you know because uh, split allegiance is just that hogwash. So how does that, how does that tie into what we our discussion that we're trying to focus to let people let our in audience realize? importance that, 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 that this hypocrisy of you know, denying us the, you know, the opportunity to
2: participate fully in all our rights and in, in the country of Belize. Okay. Well, Hubert, when we look at the Tara Rivers case in light of Yolanda Shakron and what happened with Yolanda Shakron in, uh, in 20, 2012 as she tried to register to become a PUP candidate for Le uh, Kai, uh, if my memory serves me correct. Yolanda Chacron was denied the right to register to run as a candidate based on her American citizenship, not her Guatemalan citizenship. She's a born Guatemalan, but because of her American citizenship. However, I was definite, I was looking at this case, I found it interesting because I thought it applied to a lot of us because Yolanda got her American citizenship as a minor. And so if she gets that citizenship as a minor, you cannot hold her responsible uh, for taking that citizenship. Uh, you can hold her responsible if she's over the age of 18 uh, or whatever age, uh, legal age it is for uh, countries, I guess. I'm not sure. But the Tara Rivers case is the same thing. She received uh, another citizenship, not by her own doing, but she was a minor when she received the citizenship. And if she's good to go, why wouldn't Yolanda Shakron be good to go? Yolanda Shakron then had to renounce her U.S. citizenship, which she received as a minor, in order to run for office in Belize, but it was too late by the time uh, renunciation process came about for Yolanda to run. Uh, I think Yolanda Chacron, she's a PUP, was done an injustice in the case of Belize. And I think that Belize is is, uh, losing a good chance, a good opportunity to make her citizens abroad and her citizens at home be one Belizean society. That's what our problem is. We need to be one Belizean society. So the Tower Rivers case, I think, set a precedent whereby Yolanda Shakron, as we see in the Tower Rivers case, she was eligible to run. And I well, think that's where we stand now. What, what Yolanda Shakron will be doing now in line of the Tower Rivers case, I don't
3: know. Well, what is interesting well, about this case for me is that both
0: the PUP... Wellington, Wellington, hang on one minute. Let me just tell my audience that... Um, we are trying to uh, get Arthur Saldiva. I mean, I spoke with him during the week, but I, you know, I've heard from him so far. But Arthur, if you're listening, you need to call 714-242-6119. once again. And if anybody who's listening and know Arthur, please tell him to call us because we're waiting for him. Because you know, we already introduced him,
3: and you know, this topic is uh, dynamic and it's going on. Go ahead, John. What is interesting about the Orlanda Shakron case for me? Imagine. Both the United Democratic Party and the People's United Party, the two biggest parties in the country of Belize, they used her American dual citizenship to deny her from running as a candidate in Belize. Yet, there was no mention by any of those parties that Yolanda Chacon was a Guatemalan born, was given Belizean citizenship through descent or whatever means, when the constitution of Belize clearly states that you can get Belizean citizenship as a Guatemalan if the minister decides to sign you a waiver, but once you get the Belizean citizenship as a Guatemalan citizen, which currently still does not recognize Belize's independence, and claim our country, you are entitled to become a representative of Belize and you can run for any office, including the Prime Minister of Belize, while at the same time, these two parties are denying a Belizean that was born in Belize his whole right to run for office when he maintains dual citizenship. And in the Guatemalan constitution, it clearly states that if you become a naturalized citizen of another country, you are still considered a Guatemalan citizen. How does that sound?
0: And that—that's the kind of see. That's the, the, the you know the hypocrisy that we see coming out of Belize because and you know the, the Tara the Tara Rivers case is very important because she was also born in the United States. You know, not you know. I mean, she was born in the United States and she was allowed to. You know, the 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 Cayman uh, Supreme Court rightly. You know, look, saw the foolishness of the argument from the opposition and says, you know, this doesn't make any sense. And she's not the only one because what about the Dominican, uh, the Dominica prime minister, the one that that recently visited visited Belize? He he also you know um, had French nationality, and the opposition again challenged it and, and they lost. And this this, this particular president is this president is very important for 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 this for for moving forward and implications for politics in Belize because. Based on this Cayman, uh, based on this Cayman ruling, one can argue then um, Joseph that Miss Chakron received bad legal advice. Yes,
3: she they did.
2: Faulty legal advice, you know. I, I think that is absolutely correct. Um, at the time when this issue with Yolanda Chakron uh, uh, was, was happening. Uh, uh during the, um, uh, the the primary season coming up to the up to the elections uh, it, it, it was something that I, uh, Wellington and myself we spoke about uh, to one another and Wellington pointed out to me that the issue that they were arguing, which was the registration of her as a candidate was not really the issue to pursue. That the issue to pursue was her right as a Belizean, as a citizen of Belize. So the bigger case in, in terms of Yolanda Chacron was really establishing her rights as a citizen. And the, I think it's the Elections and Boundaries Act that prevented her from registering is trumped by the constitutional rights of Yolanda Chacron as a Belizean citizen. But still, Hubert, you said something very interesting. Tower Rivers being born uh, a born American can go home and hold office. But the born Belizean, the born Belizean who acquires citizenship as an adult can go back home to Belize but cannot hold a nationally elected office. However, any other dual citizen who comes to Belize, such as Yolanda Chacron. She's a, she's a Guatemalan by birth, an American uh, citizen. Uh, uh, she also has or had American citizenship, can go home and run for office. They weren't born there. But you, the one born there who has dual citizenship, cannot run. I'm sorry, but it sounds like nonsense. There's, uh, it, <laughs> it's still very there's no kind of logic. There's no kind of logic to this law what do you accomplish by denying your natural born citizens their rights as full citizens citizens over immigrants who come to your country now immigrants who come to your country have more rights than you your children Hubert if they are born american they can go to belize and be your prime minister but you cannot be their prime minister in belize you are born in belize but you can't be their prime minister they were not born in Belize, but they can come to Belize and be your prime minister. Mm-hmm. Someone, Wellington, call Wellington. in and tell me the logic of this,
3: please. So as to what Joe is you. saying,
2: here is on, the excuse. In, in, hang on a second. I want I, to I,
0: I, I pull it far, but I want, along the lines, because um, Joe brought up something that's very very touching and I don't want to touch it. Regarding or, 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 or children, he's saying... Okay, explain in, in Wellington, please, uh, while you make a point, why is this issue of our children, um, you know, uh, essential to to that they have more rights than us, even though we were born there. Can you, you
3: know, kind of tie into what you're going to say now, please? Yeah, because in the U.S. dual citizenship provision, if you are born in the United States, you're a citizen until you die, no matter where you go. And there's nothing in the U.S. Constitution that will stop you from going to another country and becoming prime minister. They will not ask you to revoke your U.S. citizenship because you were born in the United States. Unlike us, we are telling our people who are born in Belize to drop their nationality of dual citizenship before they qualify to run for office. Now, interestingly, even the Governor-General of Belize can be a foreigner. He does not have to be born in Belize. And that is the most powerful position in the country of Belize when you look at the Constitution. Because the Governor-General represents the Queen of England who is the titular head of state. And when there is no election and the government has been dissolved, the Governor-General is the one that is running the country and everybody that becomes a minister or anything else has to be sworn in by the governor general. So, we have a lot of loopholes to fix.
0: Yeah, that 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 governor general thing is 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 a very, salient uh, point because he he basically the prime minister has to report to him for all of government business. If that's the case, you know and, um, you know he he has um he has a very 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 uh, important role to play, and he can be as well citizenship, but yet still. You know, you know they're saying that other religions can't. And Joseph, what do you think yes. is, is is fundamentally? Uh, uh, you know, you ask the question. I know you said you asked it rhetorically, but what do you think fundamentally is is, is the reason why that they would allow our children to have more rights than us, or any other citizens of the Commonwealth than us? What's driving this this
2: kind of uh, wrongheaded, uh, misguided policy? Um, really and truly, I think that the roots lay in the Constitution of the, of the Commonwealth nations at independence. Specifically with Belize at independence in 1981, there was no provision for us Belizeans who live abroad to have any citizenship at all in Belize. So basically... If, like Wellington says, you had to be deported, you don't have a country because you don't have any citizenship in the country. This is uh, in 1981. So I think there are political roots in this issue. I don't think you can talk about this issue without talking about the political roots. And the fact is that at independence in Belize, all Belizeans who had citizenship elsewhere, you, you became people without country. Without a, a country of your natural birth Because there was absolutely no provision in the constitution At independence For you to maintain your Belizean citizenship at all And I think during, during the uh, uh, elections running up to 84 Esquivel, uh, uh, as the leader of the UDP at the time Saw this and they campaigned to correct this among other things that that they thought needed correcting in in Belize, UDP won the election. I believe it was eighty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they did. Um, they UDP, did they UDP yeah, okay. Uh huh. Go ahead, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say UDP that, um, won the election, and then they proceeded to give us back our rights as Belizean citizenship. However, they didn't go far enough. It gave they gave us the right to hold a passport, but at the same time, the law excluded those who did attain another citizenship from becoming national elected representatives in Belize. So it was incomplete. I don't know if this was a, a, an oversight or, or whatever, but the, you know, the only uh, difference that uh, UDP gave us in 85, 86, whenever they passed it, was that we can go ahead and, and have a Belizean passport. We can go ahead and vote. We can run for mayor, but we can't be national representatives. In the meanwhile, Asians who come to Belize can become our prime minister. Guatemalans who come to Belize can become my prime minister and your prime minister, but I can't become theirs in my country.
0: You You know, know, I
2: I think, um, um, Joseph, you know,
0: I think what, 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 What we're looking at in such a discriminatory, you know, attitude is the fact that um, we have, and this particular attitude also drives a divisive wedge, it's a wedge issue, because uh, uh, I'm sure Wellington is aware of it. Wellington, you recall how vociferous the opposition was? Mostly from the PUP camp, people like um, Sylvana Woods, Lisa Schumann, uh, the current the people Fonseca, they were all vociferously presenting superfluous, what, what I would call very arguments that had no stand amongst intellectuals as to why they opposed um, you know, dual citizenship. Can you speak on that for a minute, uh, uh, Warrington?
3: Let me tell you why. When Judge Price was in power, there was a lot of victimization taking place in Belize. And because of the victimization that took place in Belize, a lot of people left the country of Belize, and these people became citizens of the United States. Now, there was a feeling among Belizeans, and they started to spread this talk, oh, they're going to Belize, they don't give a damn, but we to hell with them. And even up to today, you still hear a lot of Belizeans saying that. And because of that sentiment, they have created a division between the Belizeans that live in the United States and the Belizeans that live in Belize. But the sensible Belizeans know that Belize cannot survive without the Belizeans that live in America, so they need them. And they wouldn't be talking like that if they, if they knew better. So they have done a poll that most of the people that live here favor the United Democratic Party as opposed to the People's United Party. PUP is afraid that if we get citizenship rights the next thing we're going to ask for is the right to vote. Of course, because citizenship rights come with the right to vote. Because how can you tell a person he or she is a citizen and then you deny them the right to vote? By giving them a passport, you're only giving them a passport, you're not giving them any citizenship rights. So you still have the Belizeans that live overseas who are natural born citizens, handicapped. You can't really give them a little bit of something, but you're not giving them universal citizenship rights. That's what the Belizeans need abroad. They need universal citizenship rights. Not some rights, they need all rights. And that's what they need to fight for,
0: but you know but joseph you know what i what I found mm-hmm. out you know and I see this time and time again is that um perhaps maybe and I don't want to like call anybody out and say that they you know they're being you know to accuse them of anything, but we have to be you know we have to keep it real and let let people be aware that look our political leaders play some serious game with with us, and, and you know we should not stand for it because i mean. And on both sides of the camp, you have individuals, not only from the People's United Party, but from the UDP as well, who, even though they came on board to, um, to support this particular thing, you know, the, the, uh, the amendment, some of them, there were a lot of them who were against it as well. I, you know, I, um, the Prime Minister, uh, when he was here at the Tonghal meeting in October, Mr. Barrow, he made it clear when uh, he was asked a question by a, a, a Belizean gentleman um, about the Seventh Amendment and if he'd want to reintroduce it. Back into the house, But he says no, he will not do that because he says he needs a 3 majority, and here was a man that had 3 foot majority, but buckled under the pressure from out- not only from, from uh, outside of his party, but from within his party, and he made it clear that you know that um, that it, because it was rejected from the house well, right now, he has a really thing majority, so there's no way he's going to try to introduce it again, you know, and you know, so um, he he just at this point, I would have to say that. Um, this issue, at least as far as the United Democratic Party is concerned, is dead. Because I don't think Mr. Barra has the political will, the political drive, or the political nerve to even want to introduce it again for whatever reason. And so,
2: Wellington, this is something that has to be of concern to all of us. Wouldn't you agree? Um, Huber, <clears throat> excuse me, Hubert. In, in 2009, Prime Minister, Right Honorable... Dean Barra introduced the legislation to correct the Constitution and to give us our rights as Belizeans. Within the correction that he he had in the provision, Guatemalans would have been denied the right to ever become uh, uh, citizens of Belize because they are a hostile country. Now, during the time when they had public consultations regarding the proposed uh, provision by the UDP, who had a clear three-quarters majority, they had public consultations. And as you said, Lisa Schumann, Sylvana Woods, Honorable uh, uh, Francis Fonseca, the leader of uh, PUP, the current leader of the PUP, Uh, and and, uh, their cronies vociferously objected in the public consultations to this amendment that the Prime Minister had proposed. In the meanwhile, the Prime Minister, whoever it is, I believe it was Faba, Honorable Patrick Faba, and I saw Honorable John uh, John Saldiva as well, conducting these public consultations, I don't know if they educated the public before they had the the consultations because the audiences, wherever they went, were stacked. PUP had organized or those against had organized uh, to make sure that the audiences in the public consultations were stacked with those against. I mean, it it almost seems like they had a a, a -a rent-a-crowd at all the consultations. And in the meanwhile, we, the affected people, the ones who would have the interest, were, it, it was like the consultations uh, to us was non-existent. Sure, they had some uh, Belizean Americans with dual citizenship trying to um, get this amendment passed, but the government itself, who was trying to pass it, for some reason, they neglected to contact us, or help us out here in the U.S. to go home, organize, and to also um, oppose that loud vociferous um, opposition to the bill. So it was a poorly, poorly uh, orchestrated public consultations on the part of the UDP. Now, like you said, Hubert, some in the UDP and the PUP were against us having our rights. Why? I don't know. Because they are not against Guatemalans being a prime minister, in, uh, prime minister in Belize. Why would they be against a born Belizean being a prime minister in Belize? They don't make sense. And you know, so, I think, hey, go ahead. So, but I think one of the things that, um, that, you know, I mean,
0: I don't question the sincerity of any one of these particular leaders, you know, that, that, that you know, they have their... They have the, you know, that's their right to, to do what they believe in. I'm not questioning their sincerity. I'm just looking at the methodology, methodology that they that they decide to use. Because I mean, um, I think one of my, you know, dear colleague of mine, Parker Smith, who, you know, who who is vociferous against what he calls the PDPs, you said, you know, he believes sincerely that, um, you know, the, the, the issue is that the this, this, the crop of politicians that we see, um, you know, they 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 they're they they're, they're petrified of the fact that 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 um in turn raised the point that they might be more UDP or UP, whatever the case is but he he, he maintained that they're testified of the fact that they that people out in the diaspora might actually recognize and want to support a third alternative. To so what to the current uh two party system that we see a, third, a a third alternative, uh, where it's a candidate or a party and I think that may also play into why you see this this uh they're terrified to or, or very scared to to give us our full rights. Would you say that might be one of the issues of Wellington? How how, how do you
3: see that? The the, the denial of the right for Belizeans living abroad is only going to force them to move in that direction because obviously they have no other option. And let me just say this. Once the Belizeans abroad decide to form a third political party in Belize, the other parties will be of no match to them because they have the resources human intelligence and financial resources. And that's where it's heading right now because people have lost confidence in um, the UDP and the PUP to bring this issue to the forefront. And the other parties that they have in Belize, I don't really know where they stand on anything because there's they're no competition whatsoever. I told Joe a couple months ago, between me and Joe, I said, Joe, the Prime Minister is not going to bring this thing back for a vote because he's looking at it that you don't have the votes, but I said to Joe also, you know what, if the Prime Minister would have said, bring it to a vote and let the PUP vote against it, that's what the people in the diaspora like, and then they know for sure that they will never ever get to support POP, and UDP will always be the party that the people in the diaspora will support. So it would be to their benefit if they put it to a vote, because they'll put the POP on the spot. That's a rare you look. Because politics, politics is about strategies. You have to have a strategy.
0: Well, you know, um, Joseph. You know, what I, one of the things that i you know, I observe in you know in my uh, participatory observation of the, you know, about the, the politics in Belize is that you know, the more these two parties continue to govern, the more they reveal themselves to be very much alike. I mean, we can continue to split hairs on differences between them, which in the end only makes us more divided as a people. I think, cause, you know, but one thing is clear. They both agree on the premise of the governance and jurisprudence of that country and this, and that system, you know. And so I don't see them, you know, you know like, I'm trying to reform that because they don't want to educate their the, the members. They don't want to educate, their, you know, the, the public as to, you know, as to what the, the realities of, you know, of governing that country. And, and, you know, like President Obama once told the NAWCP, you have to make
2: me do it. You know, yeah, you could, want all,
0: you could all want this, but make me do it. Put light some fire under my butt, you know. Make me heat, use some political heat. Put some pressure on me so that I can, you know, that I'm forced to act. But if you just you know, call it to demands, you know, you know without, without lighting a fire under their butt, then you, know, then, you know, then it's just, you know, political rhetoric. So I think that we really need to, you know, as, as a people, not just – and I want to make this point because this is very important. You know, Belize is not a migratory um, country. You know, and we we don't want to scapegoat hard-working immigrants, We're, despite of where they come from. Who goes down there and, and trying to you know scratch out a living? You know, I mean, you know, we don't want to scapegoat them, but it's important for us to to, to demand our rights and demand our particip- full citizen particip- participation in Belize because you know we are we are from the outside looking in and act and, and, and being treated like second-class citizens. And, and, and being cut out by, by 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 many people when they say, "Oh, what are you guys trying to play?" What did you come from? I mean, and they, so a lot of lot of this, you know, is based on our own faults because of the way we, you know, we go about it in belief. But it's also based on the fact that the ignorance is coming from other beliefs to, as to the true nature of why the diaspora is important to believe. And and, and and one of the things that I want you and Joseph to touch on is bring to the audience the necessity of looking at this issue, not from a PUP or a UDP standpoint, but from an issue of national relevance, from an issue of national importance. Why is that critical that we look at this stuff like that?
3: Well, the main reason why it is important for us is because, let us look at the demographics in Belize right now. Belize, the population has changed. We have more mestizos in Belize right now. We have a lot of um, Chinese coming into Belize. We have our citizenship that has been sold to different people all over the world. So when you look at the ethnic makeup of Belize, the people that have the least political power in Belize right now, as we speak, are black people. But we know that we have a lot of black Belizeans living abroad. So if you were to give them their rights in Belize, and you make them a part of the equation, we could have an equilibrium where one group will not be powerful over another group. The elections in Belize today, it doesn't really matter which party you belong to because most of elections in Belize, money is being given for people to vote. That's another problem in Belize. The people that have the money are not the black people. Uh, they are the mosquitos, the Arabs, and everybody else? So they are the ones that are paying people to vote for them, so that they can get into power. When they get into power, they exploit the people who are already poor. So they will never be able to become middle class and upper class because they will continually to live in poverty. Their conditions will not improve. So mm-hmm. we have a problem. Indeed. Well,
2: you know, and also, um, also, to Joseph, you want to add to that, Joseph? Yeah, um, gentlemen, Um, the way that things are going now, like you said earlier, uh, Hubert, PUP and UDP, while they may seem to differ on the subject of the diaspora having rights in belief, by UDP indifference at this time, they're actually buoying the argument of the PUP. And the result will be that we, the ones in diaspora, we have no support among UDP or PUP. If that's the case, it would definitely force the diaspora to look for a party in Belize which will support their rights.
0: Indeed.
3: Because Indeed.
2: These, two, these two elephants are fighting for the power, and the brass that's getting trampled is the diaspora, and the poor people in Belize, who have a lot more in common. And the two major parties have a lot in common as well because they both still represent the wealthy, the haves in Belize. That's who they represent. So it's in their interest to keep us out, the people who we could make a lot of noise in Belize. We could make a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. It's within Mm -hmm. their interest to keep us separated and divided. So the people must look beyond these things. The people here and at home must stop looking at things through a red-colored lens or a blue-colored lens and look at it through a human-colored lens. And I think if we look at it that way, we'll
3: see, we'll see better. We'll see a lot clearer. Now, the people that have the money in Belize, they already fooled both the POPs and the UDPs because what they are doing, they have no party affiliation. All they do, they provide money, parties get into power, they want back for what they give. If they don't get anything back for what they give, they hold their money in the next election. There's, there are only a few people that will give UDP and PUP money all the time and say that are UDP and PUP. These people, they are not interested in PUP and UDP. They are not interested in giving them money to gain power and deliver the goods when they ask for the goods. Mm. That's, that's what's going on in Belize. Now, the Belize people are not stupid. Over the years, the Belize people are less affiliated with political parties. They are more independent voters who say, unless you have something to give me, I'm going to vote. If you don't give me nothing, I'm not going to vote. So what you have? Lower voter turnout. And people will vote later, even when the dark, when they go get their $500 for their vote. And we need to deal with this problem because the more the pay people for vote, the more problems we are having in the country I believe.
0: Yes, selling your um, selling your, uh, your franchise for, for for a few dollars more, you know, that's part of
3: the problem. But no, the politicians talking. will tell you when you go back to after-election why you don't get paid for your vote. And I don't have to, nothing else will give you.
0: Indeed, yeah,
3: that's a very salient point.
0: But before I take before I, I, I that again, I want to say that we had scheduled Mr. Arthur Saldiva who is the the PUP's standard bearer for the Belize World North. And he has not, uh, I haven't haven't received any explanation or any inclination from him. Uh, When I spoke to him uh, via text messages and, you know, he was, you know, he was gleefully accepted, you know, I said, yes, no problem. But um, I don't know if he had, if he's having technical difficulties or something came up, but, I have no indication of where the brother is, and it would have been nice if he could join this um, discussion. Because I don't want anybody to think that we're trying to gang up on anybody or we're trying to. You know, all we're trying to do is educate ourselves and our believing brothers and sisters on on what our rights are and what on the issues that affect our country. And I thought that Mr. Arthur Saliver um, would have been interesting uh, guest on this show with us because he brings a different perspective where he opposed many of the things that we're saying. I just relates to to all citizenship. So, uh, but he has not showed up so far. Um, Arthur, if you're listening, or anybody getting in contact with Arthur that's listening, he can call seven one four two four two six one one nine. Okay, gentlemen, uh, let's get back to the topic. I also want to say that um, one of the issues that I saw, you know, is I remember in two thousand when they had the uh, you you guys might have. Uh, I'm sure I fact I'm positive that you guys are aware of this that when they had that that reform under mr Musa the the the, the, uh, the prime minister at the time, had a uh, he had issued a, a reform commission um you know that they had um they were going to you know their job was to to come up with recommendation, a political reform commission, you know to come up with a recommendation that we could you know just to, to strengthen our constitution, et cetera, et etc, and make changes to the, to governance and jurisprudence. but again, like everything else. They just nibble at the periphery. They don't really tackle the, uh, the, you know, the meat of what you know, the, what's going to change. Is like, like, you know, like um, to make more better uh, representation and, and you know, checks and balances between the legislative, the the executive, and the judiciary now and and things that makes a country works uh, practically and and economically. But one of the things that stood out for me was Recommendation 83. According to them, Recommendation 83 was uh, that the Commission they did not recommend that special measures be enacted, be enacted to facilitate Belizeans living abroad voting in elections in Belize. Um, you know, and here we are. This is this is supposed to be a bunch of enlightened intellectuals that was gathered together to look at. So, and many of them resi- resided in the United States, visited all the time, but yet they're still they point blank, they point blank in the in this millennium, new millennium, said that you know that pro- proxy vote should be denied. You know, I mean, just imagine that, in other words, Mexico, a country that has over 100, 100 million people, they can, they can vote by proxy. The Mexican citizens, uh, Nicaragua, many of the Central American countries have allowed law vote by, vote by proxy. But our enlightened literati that was commissioned to look at how we can improve our governance and jurisprudence decided that granting us vote by proxy is something that um, – um, who
2: does that, brothers? I mean, talk to me. Let, let's discuss that. Again, Hubert, all of these things have not come to pass because of the political mischief amidst in Belize. It is to the political advantage of the major political parties to have things the way they are perpetuate. So people in Belize and people here who care about the issue need to vocalize their, uh, their opposition to the policies of the UDP and the PUP. People need to work together toward the goal of at, at the very least making sure that born Belizeans, people who are born in the country have the same rights as those who are coming to the country. Our so, government does it, does tends to make does it, special laws. It, it, mm-hmm.
0: One second. Let me, um, I don't mean to cut you short, but I want to introduce, um, I just want to let
4: everyone know that Arthur has finally joined us. Arthur, how are you doing? All right. Uh, not all bad right. at all. Oh, you but uh, Sorry for the late or delayed entrance into this uh, very uh, engaged this discussion. Uh, I think I was into Bobby. I, I believe that was Bobby speaking. I'm not sure.
0: No, we have. Let me, let me. For my, for the sake of my audience, let me reintroduce you guys again, okay? All right, just so people can know who you're who listening to and talking to. Uh, my name is Hubert Pipersberg, and I'm based in Los Angeles. And I'm speaking to uh, Joseph Guerrero out of Pennsylvania and um, uh, Wellington okay. Roberts out of uh, out of um, Brooklyn, New York. And now I have live uh, from Belize City, direct from Belize City. Uh, Mr. Arthur Saviva who is a practicing attorney um, in Belize, and he's also the the People's United Party, one of the major political parties, one of the two major political parties in Belize, um, as a, he's the standard bearer in the Belize rural north. One of the reasons why right. I, had, I had wanted him to come on was because he was one of the, 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 um, the individuals who is against, you know, the dual citizenship right as far as the electoral politics. But also, what we were discussing was um, the, the Chakarron thing in light of the, 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 the Cayman um, appeal. And feel free to, to, to uh-huh. put your two cents in whenever, you know, but Paul, does that, what, 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 let what, me, what let me let me let me correct you.
4: Let me correct you on something first before we proceed, because I'm not against dual citizenship. All right, that's and I'm not against okay, Belizeans right. being given the access to the vote. In fact, we do have access to vote. In fact, in every election uh, that has taken place since independence, uh, a larger and larger numbers of Belizeans from the diaspora are brought to Belize to vote. Uh, in the Queen Square Division, the, the, the incumbent prime minister would not have been able to win an election without the large uh, support he receives from Belizeans that he flies in on, a election, on every election to vote for him in that division. And uh, they, don't, they are not given any problems to vote. Now, I do hear the situation where it relates to proxy voting. And I have no problem with proxy voting either. However, what I will tell you is this. Uh, many in Belize, and here is where the hang-up lies, many in Belize are very much uh, fearful that their destiny will be determined by persons who have not been in Belize for 20 or 30 years, in, in, in some instances, and who don't really care to come back home. Um, we have seen where uh, the influences of, quote-unquote, new Belizeans have caused many of our people to suffer in our country to stay in a almost perpetual state of undevelopment. This is not a PUP or UDP thing, Hubert, and I would want your audience to understand it. We have a situation where short-sightedness and uh, small minds have dominated politics for too long. None of the political parties, whether they be PUP, UDP, or the VIP, or any other P, have come up with a national development plan for this country, and until such is done, a comprehensive one, then there will be no there will be no accounting for the benefits of the resources that lies within the diaspora. I am fervently hopeful that we can incorporate the diaspora because I believe that is where we need to go if we want to develop beliefs in a true and proper way.
3: Let me ask you something, Arthur. Arthur,
0: let me me interject for a minute. Um, you saying, because we were discussing whether or not, um, you know, um, that Belizeans in the diaspora can participate in electoral policy. Are you saying that you have a changed, that We your position has changed? You, you have changed your position then? Is that what you're saying?
4: My position has never changed, uh, Hubert. Again, I'm telling you, what I'm saying is this. That my hang-up, and I will continue to maintain this, is where it relates to how long a person must uh, be re-assimilated in order for them to then take on the responsibility of elected leadership, not voting, not having political input, but whether or not you can become a prime minister or a minister of government while holding allegiance to a country, To another country. Now, yes, some people have slipped through the cracks because for the most part, this country has not been run well. We, 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 we are basically running our country like some... Uh, with less accountability than a, 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 a nickel-and-dime store on some kind of lot. And it cannot continue this way. In fact, if you have followed what's taking place in immigration, it's, a, it's deplorable. But the thing what I'm, what I'm trying to, to impress upon you, um, in the United States, we've had the situation with uh, Schwarzenegger and other people who are dual citizens living in the United States for a long time. And I don't think Schwarzenegger ever wants to go back to Austria. But he cannot become president of the United States. He cannot... He, he, okay. The policy could was governor. I don't think okay, that, Joseph, anywhere else that can happen Joseph, either.
2: Schwarzenegger has a dual government. citizenship, but he's not, hang a, on born, a, second, he's not a born American. Hang on. Joseph, hang on a second. Right.
0: Joseph, what do you guys make of the fact that Arthur is... Uh, it seems to be Arthur's point at this point, the central argument, is that we... Uh, he's saying that he's comparing us to like new Belizeans, Belizeans who were born there, but because we're living here, yes. His argument seems to be the fact that we cannot, we will not be able to fully comprehend or grasp, you know, the, the you know, what's happening in Belize. Well, he's totally of... wrong
3: because I fully comprehend and know what's going on in Belize. I stay in touch with Belize every day, and um, the whole thing is that the two political parties in Belize, the United Democratic Party and the People's United Party. They are afraid of the Belizeans that live in the United States of America because we possess the human resources and the financial resources. And if these parties don't involve us in this mix, we will have to go to Belize and form a third party to challenge these two parties so we can get our rights in Belize. Because we cannot sit here idly while people from different countries are coming into Belize. They were never born there. They become citizens of Belize, and they enjoy all the fruits of Belize, even if they want to run as prime minister, and we can run for no office until we denounce our citizenship. we are not going to denounce our citizenship because in America, for you to get the benefits that you have lived and earned over the years, you have to remain a citizen. So we're not going to do that. So that's out of the question.
0: Okay, but Arthur, so you... Also, but that's
4: where the heart of the contention lies. I think that was Joseph. I'm, I'm not sure. If you can answer yourself when you're speaking, so I can understand who it is and I can direct my response to that I, to that person.
3: That's my I, name I, is I, Wellington Ramos. I'm a vessel of the U.S. Army and the Belize Police Force.
4: Okay, Wellington. Here's the situation. The thing about it is this, right? Whether we're talking about Belize, Switzerland, United States or any other country in the world that considers itself on the path to development or developed, you will not find in their constitution anything that allows for what you are proposing. And um, I'm I'm sorry to say that... What are you saying?
3: In the United States, if you are a natural born United States citizen, and you are the child of a diplomat or a member of the armed services, even if you're not born in the United States, you can run for president or any office in America.
4: That's, that's, that's a different thing altogether. Really. Well, that's, that's related that to what I'm saying. saying. We're, we're born Belgians. We're he born with, with John McCain, hold on, listen to me, and I don't want this thing to be boiled down to this one point of contention. But let me let me explain this quickly. No, but you're saying it's different. I'm giving you an example. Hold on, hold on. John McCain was a military person. He was born overseas, but his birth overseas was not considered to be a disqualifying factor because of the, the type of occupation of his parents. And the fact no, because of the, the
3: Constitution. Because of the Constitution that says if he's the son of a service member, he can still run.
4: Right.
0: There's nothing wrong with
3: that.
4: In the situation where there's a diplomat from Belize working abroad, the same would be true. But we're not talking about those specialized services or that kind of uh, that that, that, that specific scenario in your case, or in the case of many of the diaspora. We're not talking about that. That is certainly allowable, and I I have no problem with that. The problem I have is where we have a situation where persons have allegiance to to a foreign power and come into Belize with that same allegiance which you say you have to hold on to for the benefits it gives you, so it means then that somebody has a power over you, a hold over you, because nobody has no power over me. If they're well, to think your no. benefits, and it compromises your leadership in Belize,
2: doesn't it? Well, may I say then? Because, well, may I say that ahead, Joseph. the natural born Belizean, specifically, is what we are talking about here—the natural born Belizean who yes. acquires dual citizenship as an adult. Now, let's, let's kind of flip, it, flip the coin a little bit. Let's say you're in Belize uh-huh. now, and a Taiwanese comes uh-huh. to Belize. Not only, number one, not only do we have special laws to um, accommodate them, give them land, give them this, give them that, give yeah. them everything. They can run for prime minister at that point because they still have dual citizenship with Taiwan, and they're living in Belize. My mother I'm against was born in I- Belize she had acquired American citizenship, and she cannot run for a prime minister in her own country. But the Taiwanese who comes to Belize is able to run for a prime minister in her country. That doesn't make no. sense. And you have no, to level no, the playing field on some, on some Joseph,
4: level. No. Joseph, no. Joseph, you're wrong. You're wrong. Point, don't you're wrong. The, first, the, the person who comes as an immigrant and acquires citizenship cannot run office is disqualified automatically. Now his children who are born in Belize are able to because they are born Belizean. But the immigrant who comes who is, naturalized Belize, is a naturalized Belizean, he cannot. If you can find me one example of that, one example to substantiate your point. And I don't believe that you can find any. Then I would be more cogn-
3: I would be more attuned to the You, Mr. Sa- Mr. Saldivia, we your party was willing to nominate Ms. Chakran to be your candidate in Lake Independence, that's an example.
4: Yes, but she's a not- hold on. She's
3: a not she's a believe that not- not- she was born in Guatemala. Listen to me, hold what? on. Listen to me. The
4: Galvez family, it's not a Guatemalan
3: family. I'm okay. talking about Chacon, not the family. The one that was born in Guatemala and acquired so, Belizean citizenship Belize so through the
4: Senate. Her name is Yolanda Galvez before she was married, name Chacon.
3: Okay. Where in Belize was she born? Tell me where in Belize
4: was she What about Eric Tell me where she was and born the in
3: Belize. Don Griga? Belize City, Manila,
4: Belize City people. That's
0: from the Red Host. You ever heard of Red Host? Hey, listen, hey, brother. Listen, listen. Listen. Let, 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 let's focus here. Let, let me repulse this.
4: Arthur, right, hang a on a, a second.
0: second I'll, I'll, I'll hang on a second here. Um, you know, let's, 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 let's keep this conversation in a point where uh, we don't want to get, you know, tied on into a little trivial thing. The, f- the, the, the point is you made that yeah, you were yeah. saying that you're suggesting that, 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 that Joseph Guerrero was wrong, and we're saying we will give you examples. I think there's an Eric Chang that we can tell you, uh, Chaka Run. Those are all examples of uh, to, to 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 disqualify your for Okay, okay, Can run for prime minister in
2: Belize. Okay, can run for prime minister in Belize.
4: Hold on. As far as I'm aware, Chakravarty is a born Belizean. Okay, I know her. Chakravarty is not a born
2: Belizean. She has acknowledged such on Facebook herself. She yeah. was born in Guatemala.
0: Yeah, and she also acknowledged. Well, her I, her I her stand, her at her years old. So, at 15
4: years old, she also had her so, parents. If she was, if made she was born in Guatemala, but her parents are Belizean, she's a Belizean by descent.
3: No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. She wasn't born in Belize. Yeah, she wasn't born in Belize. I gave an example.
4: Hold on, listen to me. Hold on, listen to me. I, I will say this again. I did not know that. I will check that out.
3: You did not know that.
2: You and we live in America. We know. Candidate. We, and so I, I know, so we know yeah, more I about think. Belize than him than Wellington. We know, about right. know, know more about Belize than Arthur who lives there. Like but when he told you what happened, you know, you don't know. Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. Arthur. Arthur.
4: I, don't Arthur. Arthur. I don't want Arthur
3: to be ganging up. US. Arthur,
4: no, I don't want
0: Go be ahead. Be <laughs> go.
3: Let, let Arthur <laughs> talk. Let, let Arthur <laughs> talk.
0: Arthur, we don't, we're not ganging up on you, Arthur. We just, we just, we just wanted no, no, you no,
4: no, to, to, to that's qualify what's coming down. He can handle it. He can qualify what's coming down. That's fine. But here's the situation, guys. Okay, Arthur, before you go on, let me just...
3: Arthur, let me just... I don't know if
4: Eric Chan was born... I don't know if Eric Chan was born outside or was born here in Belize, right? I know that his relative, uh, Lee Mark Chang, was born in Belize. Uh, Lee Mark Chang is much older than he is, right? I, I know that more than likely his parents are not Belizeans. But the city council is a different kettle of fish altogether. The city council is not national politics. The city council is local politics, municipal politics. And that is where Eric Chang and others would be able to participate, because that is not, as I as I said, a, a general election scenario where any person who is elected can become prime minister. Eric Chang could not be prime minister being a member of the city council. He was born I in Taiwan. I hope that you guys he appreciate. He was born in Taiwan. Listen, well, did that, I mean, did Eric Chang A guy? member of the city council, a member of the city council, cannot become prime minister. Okay. We're talking about two different electoral processes. One that is oh. one that is basically to ensure you are becoming an era rep for the National Assembly and one that puts you in city hall. City hall and National Assembly cannot be confused. So I return
3: is out.
2: The naturalized that? Belizean citizen can run for office.
3: Any office in Belize.
2: Any office. Any office up to the Prime Minister. Prime- any office after the prime minister, nothing's going to
3: stop them.
4: The constitution specifically specifically disqualifies dual citizens from participation in national politics. Municipal politics is different. Please understand. All right, please understand. Eric Chang is not there. Chacron, there was an attempt, but that was struck down. That was struck
2: down down because of her American citizenship, because of her American citizenship, not her Guatemalan citizenship. Because Yolanda Sacron had used her, I believe she had used, I don't know if she had used her American passport or whatever, but she had American citizenship. And at the elections and boundaries, when she attempted to register, they denied her registration, they took it to court. But I think that what should have happened was Yolanda had her rights as a citizen of Belize to run for office and that would have trumped
3: the elections and boundaries act and the belize government was willing to allow her to run if she had denounced her american citizenship and retained her belize citizenship that she got with her guatemalan nationality when the constitution of belize say that you should not be granted belizean citizenship because you are from a hostile country to belize which is guatemala and they continue to give guatemalan belizean citizenship against the constitution well, I think no, they're, they're, one of things
0: also to Arthur, Arthur, also to, uh, before you, yeah. you know, Yolanda Chakran also at 15 years old received U.S. citizenship. So she was an adult. So she was an adult. Yeah. So technically, that's what, they, that's what the Supreme Court in the Cayman Islands said. If you, you know, they, they so they overrule, and that's the precedent for, for the Commonwealth right there. So, I mean, again, this woman, but if she really wants Cayman, to make that trouble...
4: Listen, Hubert, the Cayman is not an independent country. Man. Cayman is a, still a colony of the of the UK. <laughs> right? But it's Some still part of the it st- still, still yeah, but it still has the Cayman same laws, as, as can practice
0: law in Cayman. So like uh, Cayman can come practice law in Belize. You can go practice law in in, in, in Cayman I, 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 no. as as
2: as a City So, yes, so now. in
4: England too.
0: Gentlemen, gentlemen.
2: In so why is it um, different in Arthur. Arthur. Arthur, Arthur?
4: Yeah. Um
2: you you were wrong, Arthur. Uh, when you said I was wrong a person with dual citizenship who is naturalized in Belize can run for office if they were
4: naturalized
2: if if they were naturalized as a minor they're good to go as prime minister of Belize if they were naturalized as a minor if uh, a Taiwanese comes to Belize at the age of 15 and gets citizenship before the age of 18 they can run for Prime Minister of Belize and still have Taiwanese you, Taiwanese um, uh, 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 Taiwanese citizenship because they became Belizeans as minors and they were Taiwanese. That's no that's no fault of their own, so they can still have dual citizenship and run in Belize. So what we are saying is that they also have dual. Uh, 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 what, what, what's what's the word that you use? They, they they are serving two people. That's something that the PUP party like to use. To nationality. However, however, if a Belizean, a natural-born Belizean, acquires another a citizenship as an adult, they cannot run. This is craziness. Why would you want to exclude your own natural-born population from participating in the country? Why?
3: Um,
2: I, do, I don't want to exclude anybody. What I'm trying to listen, listen and hear. Why are you
3: excluding, excluding them? You
2: what we're Why is the party saying, what, we saying, them? what we are saying, Arthur. What we are saying, Arthur, I, I is I that I can speak for me. Uh, as, I can speak for else at this time. As time, no, as time goes on, Arthur, you cannot separate yourself from your party. Your party's leader, the leader of your party, who is who is uh, who is um, forging your direction as a party, is saying to us, <laughs> "Oh, you can be this. You can be a doctor in Belize. You can do this, but you just can't run the country." However, he won't say the same thing to a Taiwanese with dual citizenship, nor a Guatemalan with dual citizenship. Guatemalans have more rights in Belize than me, the natural-born citizen. This is madness. That has to end. And I think that what PUP should do is end its opposition to providing, to making the provision for Belizeans who have acquired another citizenship abroad to hold elected yeah. office, national elected office, in Belize. They need to drop their opposition to it.
4: Listen, listen, here's the situation, right? If you were to come back to Belize and say you wanted to run in a particular division, we know that. Queen Square, hold on, Queen Square, let's say, Dan Grigger, wherever it is that you want to run, okay? Do you think you could relate to the people in that division right off the bat, just jumping off the plane and doing, and getting into an election process, which takes maybe a month or two months. Do you think you'll be able Let to understand... Question. Oh, I love
3: this question. I love this question. I was in Belize in 1974 when Cantillet returned from the States after many years living in America. Yeah. And Cantillet was the one that challenged Vincent Courtney in college Division at the time. 1974. Yes. yes. The PUP did not want Kentillit to run against Vincent Courtney, V.S. Courtney. Yes. How Young, the attorney went there with the archball law book and he qualified the candidacy Uh, Kentillit? Kentillit right. almost defeated V.S. Courtney. He only lost by one vote and up to this day I think V.S. Courtney swallowed one and a vote.
4: That's where that election
3: know. was stolen. Now that answer my that answer your question right there. Yeah, well you know Arthur, here's the thing Arthur. Arthur, the thing Arthur. Arthur, here's the
0: thing Arthur. Arthur, Arthur. Uh, yes. I mean, look, you live there. You're accusing us that, you know, we don't know, but you weren't aware of some of the things you're saying, like Eric Chan or Chakaron. Or, or you need to know these things. I mean, if you are going to defend, if you're going to be coming out against it, you need to be able to articulate it and say, you know, for a fact that these things are going Because we live out here, but we are aware of many of these things. For example, that Shakaran received her U.S. citizenship at 15 years old, which makes her good to go, d- despite the Guatemalan citizenship that she has. That she I mean, so you, you, know, you need to explain exactly why is it is that you don't believe that we got national office, anything else. You uh, see the council or any other rudimentary office. Thank you, national office,
4: well, parliamentary, parliamentary office, it, opposition, is all, all it, My opposition is simply based on a split allegiance question. The, 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 the basis upon which decisions
2: are to be made, if it's We're going rubbish. to be compromised. Rubbish. The governor general can be anybody. The governor general oh, can come enough. from England tomorrow. The governor general can mm-hmm. come from France tomorrow and be privy to the highest state secrets in Belize. What are you saying? What's your secret?
4: What's your secret? Man, please, man, listen. If you guys are going to start conjecture and, 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 and pass off opinions as facts, then what's the point of discussion? I mean, I think we're trying to learn from each other here. You, so mean you, you? Is is I... you mean the Governor General is not Private privy?
2: You mean the Governor General is not privy to everything that's going on in Belize?
0: Hell no. Hell no.
2: Okay, I, I don't know what country Arthur is in, but that's sorry, like he, I don't know what the, the system Arthur, because the, the
0: constitution said that he has the right to everything. from the prime minister, you're saying that our governor, the governor general, which is supposed to be the Queen representative, is not privy to the government uh-huh. affairs. That's a very that's uh, rubbish. I that's rubbish. That, that's rubbish, Arthur. That's just plain rubbish. Explain
4: that, please, Arthur. Let him explain it okay.
2: Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Arthur. Go ahead.
4: We had a situation here where Pena was appointed as a minister, given powers to operate as a minister of government, signing nationality documents, okay? The only way he could legally do it is if the Governor General gave him the appointment under the advice of the Prime Minister. The Governor General had no clue what was taking place. It was not even gazetted, okay? So please, let's have to because we believe things are happening in such a way Belize is not being run in that way, fellas. Please, understand it. Okay? But you the general is ceremonial. Ceremonial. He's a figurehead, just like the queen. What decision does the queen make in England? Who can she hire or fire? Tell me.
2: The Constitution doesn't say anything about the governor general being being a figurehead at all.
4: The Constitution,
2: no. As no, the Governor General. We have a Governor General Act. We have a Governor General Act, and we don't say um, uh, if England, if England uh, uh, doesn't recognize the Queen, we don't. The the the, I think the Constitution specifically states that the Queen is the head of state.
3: Titular head of state.
2: The titular head of state. The
4: titular head of state for every country in the Commonwealth: Australia, India, every one of them. What decision does she make for any Commonwealth country? Which one, including the UK? Which one? I mean, let's not let's not argue semantics.
2: But, we get, we, but we, we get get, get the answer. that's not, okay. that, that that's not, the case. not semantics. Arthur, that is a matter Arthur, of practicing.
0: Sir, gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. Hold on a second. That may be the case, Arthur. But what Joseph Guerrero and Juanita Ramos is the simple thing is the fact that. The Governor General can be a dual citizen. We're not used. It's from one of the fact remains that the gentleman can be called dual citizenship and call tomorrow, if, if, if that's the case, and, and, and we're appointed by it, tomorrow and come in without having all the argument that you're making that they need to have special knowledge and need to be aware of what but the nobody runs: is nobody runs
4: Nobody runs for that. Nobody, nobody goes to the electorate to become Governor General. But Nobody he money, account. so he should
0: be concerned. He, he lives in a big house on a hill with taxpayer's funds, so why is that not a concern? Explain that to me. Why is that not a concern? Yeah, he might not do anything according to you. It might be all ceremonial, and it might all be something that he's he just there, but the man is... Drawing a big sorcerer from, from the Belize um, uh, population that pays taxes, you live in a big house in, uh, on, on the top of a hill, and you tell, with a police expert where he goes, and you say it's just ceremonial. I, I'm sorry. I think uh, you need to explain why you say that it's okay for the governor general to hold war citizenship, but it's not okay for anybody else in, 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 in higher army. Why is that part, why four, part okay? four of
4: the Belize constitution? Hold on, hold on. Part four of the Belize constitution, right? Lays out the Governor General, the establishment of his office, asking the oath to be taken by the Governor General, Deputy, took up the General, exercise the real function. So it lays out all of that for you in the Constitution now. So let, let, just, just, let's look at it, okay? I don't know how many of you can have the Constitutions with you.
3: but We don't need to have it. We, read it. we read it all the time. As a matter of fact, if there was a crisis in the government of Belize, the Governor General has the power to pick our next Prime Minister. Until one of if the leaders of the party to form a government.
0: If there's a vote of no confidence, well, the, on, on the Prime Minister of the Government has the power to do it. So, I, I mean,
4: sir, so I'm all around We're missing the point here. The point watched, is, the man. man can have right. so a vote of no confidence. Requires? It requires the elected members of Parliament in the majority in the House to vote against the sitting Prime Minister. It requires then two of the 17... On the UDP side to cross the floor, which would then mean that the people of Belize their will would have dictated the change, The governor general can only then sanction it, which makes it legal. Okay. This was what was going to happen in Grenada when Maurice Bishop was overthrown. All right. Please, man, don't 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 don't, don't
3: Let's i I glad here. you used Grenada as an example because what happened in Grenada, the Governor General ended up becoming the caretaker and the Prime Minister of the country.
2: Let's let bring it back, brother. It,
3: mm-hmm.
4: Hold on. Let's, because, let me explain. Right, i give, I bring something local to you. <laughs> 1995. 1995. When Chiste and uh, uh, um, Sabrina Fernandez were being court- courted to, uh, to change positions, I believe it was 95. it was probably before that. In any case, the Governor General at the time was Dame Mineta Gordon, who had already received Chiste's resignation. Okay? When the UDP government found out what was going on and they were able to capture Subler Fernandez to prevent him from going through. They sacked her. She was fired. Summarily fired by the government at the time. She had no power. The only power she gets comes from the majority of the parliamentarians in the House and who they choose as their leader. She has she inherent f- power to Ms.
3: Ms. Mr. saldiva you know, let me ask you something. Was she fired or the United Democratic Party reported to the Queen of England that the Governor General was engaged in the process of trying to um, solicit these two guys to switch parties. Was that what happened? He
4: was never engaged in the process of soliciting
0: anything. Well, you know, I think, listen, listen, brother, listen, listen, stop for a second, let me, let me, let me me engage back. Listen, we are discussing whether or not, uh, you know, you know, we, 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 we're we going off into a tangent. This is not about the Governor General per se. This is really about the fact that, you know, the Governor General can be a dual citizen and, hold, and still be a Governor General. And that's what we focus on. We're, we're and I agree 100%. Percent, that's clear. We're, we're being denied. Well, well, we don't well, want to go well, off on a well, well, tangent well, and talk about the Governor General. We're not going to as that. The fact is the Governor General can have... Dual citizenship. I don't care what it is. That is correct. I don't care about what it is. The You the is you that he you can get I can hold right. a high
4: office a week we cannot. Well, you, that you would not. Wouldn't you want to be governor general? Wouldn't Wellington want to be? Would you refuse it
3: if it was given to you? Of course, yes, if the governor general to? have that kind of powers, i would take it. Yes. Well,
4: so why why are you <laughs> quarreling <laughs> about the governor general thing and dual citizenship? No, because
2: because if you are going to if you are going to disenfranchise your own natural born citizen and give more rights to citizens who are not natural born, there is something inherently wrong in that. No no no, no. hold you on. Have you, you have hundreds, hundreds thousands of thousands. You have hundreds of thousands of Belizeans book. who live in diaspora. Okay. One
4: at a time, brothers.
2: One Why time, should one they time. be disenfranchised? Franchise,
4: the franchise is the vote. The franchise hmm. is the vote. You have the
2: vote.
4: The vote has never been taken away from you. You still have the vote.
2: Okay, so you why, would you, why, why should we be limited as natural-born citizens of Belize? And it, it, it's wrong because um, in any event... You are not being event, limited. We are, are being limited. limited. Why, why was You're there not. an issue with... If we are not being limited, why is there an issue with Yolanda Chacron? Now, for you to say, give up... This other citizenship. When you have adults in Belize who take citizenship as so in, a as adults a a in Belize, a a can run for office. born there, the That is the how, that is the how, issue. How is, you, how is it
4: that you are limit? You consider limitation giving up a citizenship that is not Belizean.
2: But why? But
3: citizens I mean, who become Belizeans
4: Belize cannot give up
2: their natural the citizenship of natural birth. A, Ta- you can't, a Taiwanese I could, cannot give up their have, Taiwanese I citizenship. Position that you took.
4: I could have taken the same position that you took. As a Fulbright scholar, I was there in the United States. I was invited to stay there. I was invited to be given a green card and everything I else. Don't know, I, Arthur,
2: I don't know. I I don't know if you are seeing trees or a forest, but you are limiting most of your people again while people who come to Belize have more rights than we do. For you to pretend that... These immigrants who come to Belize and attain Belizean citizenship um, somehow cannot run for office, which is not true because they take citizenship as Belizeans, and if they were born in Taiwan, if they were born in Taiwan, they're a Taiwanese citizen. You can't take that from them. So what's this game we're playing with um, dual citizenship, allegiance, and so on? The Taiwanese in Belize have it. The Arabs in Belize, they have it. And any of them can run for office. Which
4: I
3: am not, I am not, I am not, I am not. Eric, Eric Chan can run point. for, 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 for um, office. Fellas. Fellas. Yeah, but he so can.
2: The Please. point is he can run. He may not be there now, but he can. He has the ability to run. He has the right to run. I do not. And what I am saying is that you level the playing field for your citizens. It is true. It's 100% true. Hold on.
4: Gilwright Kirkwood. I believe in an American. Arthur, it's hundred percent true. Wait, Eric. wait, wait! Listen to me. Joseph, let, him let,
0: let, finish. Lame finish. Go ahead, Sorry. Arthur. Sorry.
4: Check the city council for the year 1998. You will see a guy by the name of Gilroy Kirkwood. He was a Belizean, He's a Belizean American. He was a city councilor also. He was a member of the city council at the time. I believe David Fonseca was the was the mayor
2: okay I, so think all, I, think all, I think we all i think we all i think we all yeah we we all submit to the point that you can run for city council, yes, we submit you can run for mayor, yes, I think so. The point is that when it comes to national office, a taiwanese someone with dual citizenship in Belize who was not born in Belize should not have more rights than a dual citizen who was born in Belize I agree with that's you. just not right
4: I agree with you.
2: but that's the okay, case Arthur that is the case Arthur hold on. Gentlemen, gentlemen,
4: moratorium. Hold on, I propose a 15-year moratorium on the naturalization of Central Americans, Asians, and Africans in Belize so that we can know who they are, where they live, what their contribution to the economic development of the country has been, okay? And we can basically assimilate them into the mainstream of Belizean culture before we continue to make new Belizeans every day, every year without knowing exactly who we are getting.
2: no. Well, at least with the natural-born citizen, you know who you're getting. Indeed. Well, but Arthur, listen. After 20, Arthur, after 20 30 Arthur, years
4: Arthur. In, in, in the United States, many, again, many, many, many of our people are coming back as deportees. Many are coming back as deportees. So we know exactly what we're getting because they've gone through a system that is more advanced than, our, than, than what we have here, and a lot who are coming back as deportees are not re, are not rehabilitated. They're not brought back here because they've been rehabilitated
2: at so. all. The only they, Belizean they have, Americans in so Belize are not deportees. You have most, most the of the people, a lot of people go home, they retire, and they have less rights than the people who just come. In most. fact, who will come tomorrow, the ones who will come tomorrow. They have most, more rights than me already.
4: I'm not saying most. I'm not saying most
2: but almost Yeah, well that, That's the example you're giving. Most Belizean Americans are hard-working people. Yeah,
0: They're that's not the 14th.
2: that. That's,
0: that's part of the stereotype that you're talking about. on. You Oh, Come on. also listen. Mr. Saldiva. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Hold on, Wellington. Listen. Let me just say this. Mr. Saldiva. Wellington, hold on a second. Hold on a second, brother. Listen. This is a very interesting but I don't you know want Wellington, hold on a minute, brother. I don't want anybody yeah. to think that we just, you know, I want the listeners to get a sense of what we're doing and a sense of, you know, you know some sort of quorum that, that, that's going on with this conversation. We're discussing the issue of dual citizenship. We have on the line Arthur Saldiva, uh, who is a few pieces yeah. that are there from, believe it or not, we have Wellington, Mr. Wellington Ramos from, from uh, Brooklyn, New York, from the Gary Festival Council, and our young professor also, and we have Joseph Guerrero who's also the of the Garfield Council, who are coming out of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania and I'm Hubert Pipersburg from Los Angeles. We're discussing the issue of dual citizenship. Now, Arthur, awesome. listen. We understand the argument. But the central argument that we are making is that, that based, on the, based on the ruling in the Cayman Islands, okay? Yes. Sarah Tar- Reed, to be exact. And also the, 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 the Dominican uh, uh, Prime Minister. Your argument that you're making is fallacious because they, 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 the, the, that, that Supreme Court basically has basically said, you know what? Listen, that's a that's, that's a bunch of hogwash. There's no such thing as well, Those people are good to go. And she was born in the United States. Tower from the Cayman Islands, you know, and she has she held high office higher than the Fu, that you, the and other rudimentary office that you were saying. So I mean, you we, that's a fact that's happening now that you know the, the Cayman Islands Supreme Court overturned that your particular argument. So your particular argument. Is, is that valid anymore as it relates to Belize? Belize, Belize is all foreign color and Cayman practice the same kind of law. Cayman yes. is, so? is not it's under the same
4: thing. country, Joe. It, it doesn't matter. It's still, it's still applicable. Of it's course it applicable. does. Of course it does. You're K-Man telling us is not it's not applicable. Cayman sovereignty is gotten from the United Kingdom, man. Please, man, don't start this nonsense, please. You're mixing apples and oranges here.
3: But, but one of the things I, I want to ask, Mr. Saldiva. Yes. We have a lot of people getting Belizean citizenship, and I personally think we now have no kind of system in place with these countries to check these people, people's criminal background, because and yes for the grant this citizenship of Belize, and. Especially the Guatemalans, them, who, even if they become Belizean citizens, they cannot renounce Guatemalan citizenship. And we still give the Guatemalans citizenship. What is the sense in doing that?
4: It's, it's unconstitutional. It needs to be challenged in court. And it has to be stopped. stopped. Will you tell your party
3: and... The, and the UDP and the UP who do you tell them to stop it?
4: I've been, I, listen, I've been public, I mean, public about that for as long as I've been involved in politics here. Alright, I can tell you right now, over 45% of the electoral rules in the Kaya West division comes from across the border. They live across the border. On election day, they come across to vote. I mean, if that is not an indication that they have not renounced citizenship, nothing is. But again, here's the situation, guys. I would love to see a large group of Belizeans from the diaspora come in to Belize and and don't stay concentrated inside Belize City, but try to go across the country to see what's taking place. That is is the reason why you
3: should give us the right to vote by proxy from America. Then we will balance the equation.
4: I am for that. I have no problem with that.
3: Well, Arthur, propose it to your party! Arthur, Arthur,
0: listen.
2: Arthur, listen. The Cayman, let's get back to the Cayman Constitution. Cayman has... Yeah, it, it would seem that you know, Mr. Saldivar is at it, odds with his leader then, because his leader no, no. is definitely against us.
4: But not at all, but would, he's, that he's that not... Arthur,
2: Arthur, Arthur, he's Arthur.
4: To, Arthur,
0: Arthur, listen. Arthur, listen, you are trying What's to dodge the issue here. Listen, the Cayman, can, the Cayman has it own constitution similar to Belize law. How, you know, you're trying to dismiss this Cayman thing, this ruling that, that's very relevant to, to yeah, any country in the Caribbean. You know, Even though it's a of Britain, it still has its own constitution that, that's relative to Belize law. How could you say you know, that? that, that you, how come you're not dismissing that without, you know, without acknowledging that
4: fact? I'm not dismissing it. I'm saying that Cayman, despite the constitution it has is not a sovereign nation, Hubert, and we cannot escape that, man. There's a distinction to be made. Belize had its first written constitution in 1965 when we were a self-governing territory like Cayman is now. Okay? But Cayman is not independent, not going to be independent anytime soon, and we cannot use that as a basis for challenging anything in Belize at this point.
2: We sure can. They sure can. <laughs> their, their, it their law can. Their law can be cited as, 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 as an example in, in Belize court. Sure, Why I mean,
4: not? Guys, it, ca- it cannot, man. It cannot. If you find a similar provision in the Indian courts, Australian courts, Barbadian or Jamaican courts, in fact, there was one in Jamaica, and I believe uh, there, there was, there was a, a, an, an MP from Jamaica who was found to have been a dual citizen and it was disqualified. And they had to have by-election well, in that particular. Well, well, Arthur, what does that have to do with
0: the dual law? Because, I mean, you know, I mean, you, still, you, know you still can because, you know, we talk specifically in the dual law because if you look at the Cayman Constitution and, and, uh, and the same, ru- same similar segment in the, in the Cayman Constitution and also in the Belize Constitution, yeah. they read you, you, similar. You, 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 dual, you, can
2: cite Cayman, you can cite Cayman. You can cite their rulings in the courts of Belize, and it will be valid.
0: It would be
2: valid because I Not mean, for they,
0: you know, they, Not for every Not for this particular case, it would again. be valid. For this particular
4: case, it would be valid. If it becomes from the Supreme oh. Court of Cayman only persuasive authority. Again, our final, our court of final resort is the CCG at this point. So there have to be a CCG ruling for it to be binding on beliefs. Okay, something about the Court of Cayman in terms of the Supreme Court dealing with their law. Oh is generous to their situation. It basically only impacts on how they interpret their constitution. Now we have Section 27 that allows for dual citizens, but it doesn't allow for dual citizens to be elected into office. It's saying, and I'll read it for you, a citizen of Belize by birth or descent who acquires the citizenship of any other country may, if the laws of the other country so permit, and at his option, retain his citizenship of Belize. So we are saying, yes, we, you can be a dual citizen. Now, in terms of qualification or disqualification from the House of Assembly, I'll go to that shortly. But we are going to make the arguments. And here's my position on the thing. My thing is only on the split allegiances. I say if you spend whatever years you spend in the United States, if you get a pension, they cannot Stop your pension if you denounce the citizenship. You've already worked for that. Hello.
0: Yeah, we Are uh, we listening, Arthur? Uh, go ahead. We you know, li- listen. Go ahead. We li- Well, yeah, What about I'm, that? I uh, just because you had brought up that point, Wellington, that that um you know that was one of your concern regarding you know why you had, were against uh the, you know the um you know this dual citizenship as you know. With, as it relates to us in the United States. What what about the contention that others just made?
3: Wellington? Well, that's, Wellington. Most, most people who are dual citizens in, a, in the United States they're not going to give up their citizenship and uh, to go back to Belize citizenship because they're starting to lose some benefits. What
2: is You're talking about people who are going to run for office. If you don't have the love for this country, Your point being what? Your point being what? They're running for office. Your point being what? My point being
4: that your allegiance should be to Belize and Belize alone. How can you
2: uh, say you're going to take this step? But Arthur, Yolanda Chacon is a born Guatemalan, my friend. She is from Guatemala. She's a born Guatemalan. She has has Guatemalan citizenship right now. Is Guatemalan hostile to Belize or not? You tell me.
4: Man, she is not in the okay, house g- of gentlemen, please. Gentlemen, that, listen. That, 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 listen. That, like, Arthur, uh, Arthur,
0: Arthur, Arthur. Uh, you know, um, you Arthur are you the are operations
4: og- and realities,
0: man. Please, man. All right, gentlemen, listen. Listen, listen. We, we, you know, we we are coming down to the wire here. So we don't have a um, you know, we don't have a lot of time. We have like maybe ten minutes or so remi- Ten minutes or so remaining. But Arthur's position that um that um. That he's questioning the allegiance and integrity of us as believers out here. And I and I have to ask, gentlemen, Wellington, this Arthur, look, are you suggesting then that the, you most trust the quality of representatives that you're getting right now, who you know who who appears to be corrupt, unprincipled, you know, uh, uh, career politicians, you know, most of them who are in private law. You are saying that you would rather put your your trust in them. In their integrity, based on the fact you see one cell, uh, one person, uh, passport, a passport, our man in jail, you know, another, uh, you know, that's, that's not what you know, I'm. That's not what I'm saying. About.
2: I'm just suggesting.
1: Excuse me. You work.
2: You work. You work. My good, uh, saying our, saying friend, this, our friend, our friend Debbie Curling always makes this point. Debbie Curling mm-hmm. always makes the point that more harm is being done with Belizean nationality by Belizeans who are at home, who no, are politicians no, who are supposed no. to be serving. What mm-hmm. have we done? Yeah. We have never done any such thing. You don't have any evidence that we, we have uh, suffer uh, from this dual allegiance things. Look, we an Al Qaeda member, an Al Qaeda member got citizenship of Belize and can run for office, and I can't. Indeed. Come on. Mhm. I mean, the argument. This is ridiculous. Come on.
4: come on, The ar- 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 argument
2: rag. is. <laughs>
0: <Come> <laughs> minute, Arthur, your
2: argument is not <laughs> is not,
0: is not, is not <laughs> driving. <laughs>
4: it's
0: not driving. No, Arthur, listen. Your argument is not driving because. You know, we, 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 we have seen the governance and jurisprudence of this country. And you're saying, you're telling to us that the crop that you get in, the crop of people that you get in there, the crop of people that you get in there are far superior to anything that you can get from Osada diaspora because they haven't to live That's here. not what I'm saying at all, Hubert. That's not
4: what then I'm what saying what are you basing it on? I would love, what are you basing the argument on? Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait a minute. I would love for anybody who has the interest and love for Belize to come home and run and put their resume on the line and show sure that they are dedicated and committed to getting Greece from third world to first. I would love for that to happen. So I don't
3: I don't I don't love. Love. why are you questioning the Belizeans abroad? Allegiance. Why you question our
4: allegiance? If you don't love... I do mean, allegiance. It's a matter of fact. It's not a matter of speculation. If you have citizenship in another country, then you're not totally committed to Belize. You're not talking about. Say that
2: about probably a, a lot well, of the majority of well, Belize
4: well, now. Well, a lot of these politicians who are here right now are not doing anything in the interest of Belize, and you're right. They're
3: mm-hmm. not doing anything in the interest of the people that they're supposed to govern. That put Indeed. them there. I, they're only doing something for the people that have money well, well, that I, put I, them in office. Well, Indeed. Now, to
4: me. And yet, you
0: are saying uh, that you're going to question our allegiance
4: so based oh, on the example that so you got I mean, showing, come on, uh, brothers. How would you be showing us in Belize that you are any different than them who are trying to find the first ship out as soon as things get bad by not showing us when you come that you are willing to give up everything for us?
1: So, okay, I've already so given, given Belize my service.
2: Fine, that, that's all fine and good. So oh, you no, tell man. me, you tell me what is so the Guatemalan, who, the Guatemalan that. who is naturalizing Belize, the Guatemalan who is naturalizing Belize? What are they giving you? What are they? What are the the, the Asians who are naturalizing Belize? They haven't built up any big industries or anything to export. Again,
4: we're we're mixing up we're mixing up too much, right? And you're you're, you're losing you're losing, basically what this discussion is about. Well, because what is this discussion is about? Again,
3: I think you should give Mr. Saliva a chance to explain to us what does he consider allegiance to be as his definition. Allegiance. What, what is said, allegiance? No,
0: no, no, before he gets started, let me just say this, brothers. Listen, we only have seven uh, minutes, so I know this is a very emotional for many of us, and it's a very it's a very thought-provoking discussion. No, I, I'm, willing, I'm
4: willing, am willing to really, carry on this conversation with anybody who, who wants. I to remember
0: to, you carrying on. To remember. I remember mean. you came in late. So in all fairness, you know, I just I, I don't want the show to to get out of control. So basically, what I'm saying, suggesting <laughs> this, I want you guys to think carefully of a final thought, and you know that you want to leave my audience with. Coming from this particular discussion again, this discussion has centered around the idea of walls, citizenship and the fact. That, can you guys put on the background noise here? Okay. Yeah, we still here. Okay, okay. The, the, yeah, this I mean, discussion centered around <laughs> discussion centering around the fact that we are questioning the idea that as dual that is to say, people who living in the diaspora, American citizenship as well as religion citizenship, are denied their fundamental rights, their full rights, that is, in, in, in the country of Belize. And many others who come under the same semblance are, not, are given that opportunity. And we are discussing we, we this and we showed in examples and, you know, he, and we'll just not explain our position that we believe that it's fundamentally fair unfair, it's fundamentally wrong and it's ethically and it's ethically wrong for them to even suggest that they will trust our religion when we see the examples and the quality of leadership coming out of that country. Bottom line! And, and we cite the idea of Lonella Chakras you know, who, you know which again, he dismissed the idea of the, uh, you know, the uh, the Cayman Islands, but I want all of you brothers to just um, come come up with a final thought that you want to leave the audience with, and you
3: know,
4: you start with you. Start with you, one. I'll keep you last. Go ahead, Wellington.
3: Well, I would like to thank Mr. Hubert um, Piperberg for giving me this opportunity to talk about this issue. Um, the issue is simple. We are not south born Belizeans. We are entitled to universal citizenship rights. For the country of Belize to continually deny us of our universal citizenship rights is unconstitutional. unconstitutional. It's inhumane and it doesn't make any sense. We have a lot to offer to our country of Belize, but we need to be involved in the mix. And I'm praying and hoping that the two major political parties decide to grant Belizeans with dual citizenship, their universal rights as soon as possible. Okay, how
0: about you, uh, what,
2: uh, Joseph Guerrero, you have any final
3: thoughts? Yeah,
0: um,
2: thought to thank you, Hubert, thank you very much. Arthur, thanks for appearing, I appreciate your appearing. Um, I think that it is, as Wellington says, something just wrong, something illogical about denying universal rights, to citizens who are born in a country, and at the same time, other immigrants to the country where the dual citizens are born, who come to the, who come to that country, have more rights than the natural born. There is something just insane about it. There is no excuse for it. Uh, there is no way that anyone can ever um, uh, 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 explain why they would be against. Uh, giving natural born citizens the same rights As immigrants in their own country No way No how can that ever make sense Thank you Hubert Alright so Go ahead Arthur you, you you, have an opportunity to address it. Your point
4: Well, sure um, Again I see the Diaspora as the Next logical frontier for Belize To explore in order to develop Fully I certainly don't share uh, any uh, commitment to denying proxy votes coming out of the diaspora. In fact, I would encourage people in the diaspora to become more in tune and to participate in Belize's electoral process. The question of dual nationality as it relates to those who hold elected office, however, is where I draw the line. Because I do believe that this country deserves to have leaders who considers it to be the focus, the ultimate focus of their commitment and dedication, and not to have some third-party co- country to run to when things get bad. Things are bad enough here as it is, and we will need people who are fully committed to stay in the fight to get it turned around. So in that regard, I do have a personal uh, beef with anybody who believes that they can come in, hold on to some allegiance to another country, and then give us half service here in Belize. We need full service. We need full commitment. Uh, for Mr. Ramos, who is a military man, it's total commitment. You die for your body or your body dies for you. And that's what, to have, that's what we need here in our leadership. People who are committed to Belize will so die for the cause. Take care. Thank you.
0: All right. I want to thank Mr. Uh, uh, Arthur Guerrero, I want to talk. I'm to talk about Arthur Saldiva. I want to thank Brother uh, Joseph Guerrero, and I want to thank Brother Wellington Ramos. And I hope uh, my audience thought they enjoyed this show. Uh, it was very spirited debate, and I, I wanted it to get that raw feeling about it. I didn't want, it, like, I didn't want it to be a situation where people were, you know, held like I want Arthur to be able to express his, himself. Wellington the same thing as Joseph, and I think we accomplished that. I want to say to everybody out there that. Tuning in next week And tomorrow Well, of course, for next week For my show, but tomorrow um, I'll be on with Ariel Lightfoot Coming out of Tampa Bay and we're, we're going to be discussing the Christmas chair program Whether or not it, Whether or not it's uh, it, 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 right To, uh, to, to use To money, his you money know, So want money make the money um, Again I am Brian Piper's Bird And I want to tell everyone
4: have a happy holiday and do the right thing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right.
1: you.